you're just sitting inside and you're feeling this this cooped up adventure is waiting for me fun is waiting for me something is waiting for me on on the outside where I'm not and yet I'm I don't know how to get there and this whole summer is about getting the wind back in our sails and really to me that means that we're embracing our faith with this mindset and this heart posture of adventure and with that there's this risk-taking part of us that has to come alive there's a part of us that has to awaken the courage that was once there and thriving and is now dormant and so this whole summer is us journeying together to find that courage to find the risk taker inside of us, to find the dreamer again, who has been just asleep at the wheel. This broadcast is for the one feeling spiritually cooped up. Welcome to For the One. I am so glad that you are here today. I am so excited to talk to you, to encourage you, and to share a little bit more of my story today. So, I'm Laura. I'm your host. If you've been around for a little while and you know my voice, welcome back. I am so honored that you're spending more time with me. And if you're new, if someone just randomly, quote unquote, gave you this podcast to listen to, it means a lot that you actually took their word and were like, yeah, I'm actually going to give that a shot because <laughs> I know how that is when you're like, okay, do I, do I listen to this? Do I listen to this? But if someone gave you this podcast and now you're listening, I'm so grateful that you're just giving this conversation a chance. And so if you're new, drop me a line. You can direct message me on Instagram, Facebook, wherever it is that you want to find me. I would love to chat. Just give me a couple of days because I'm in, you know, one-year-old baby world over here. So just give me some time to respond. But I would love, love to get to know you and and hear who's listening. And if you're my returning ladies, welcome back. I am, yeah, I just love talking to you all. So with that, it's interesting because a few years back, my primary platform for my ministry was Facebook. And Instagram too, but I would do Facebook Lives all the time. I would just pop in, especially after the gym, you know, and I would just have these moments with with the Lord and he would talk to me about these beautiful parts of my faith and my relationship with him. And so I would do these Facebook Lives and they were just heart to hearts. I mean, it was truly this moment of like, let's have a girl talk. Let's have a moment of just sharing what Jesus is saying And I feel like this message today is in that vein, if not a, a very, um, yeah, just, I don't want to call it an intense heart to heart, but it's a heart to heart that, that we need. And so if you obviously clicked on the title, it's for the one feeling spiritually cooped up. And I would even say it's for the one feeling just bored spiritually bored in her faith bored in her life bored and it's like that little kid who knows that there's adventure outside of his house and yet he's cooped up because it's raining and I think it's in Dennis the Menace there's a scene where he's in the the older gentleman's offer office I don't remember his name obviously Dennis but I can't remember the older gentleman's name And he's just sitting by the window and you just see the rain pouring down and he just has the little, um, the little, I don't even know what you call that. Wow. My brain, mom brain, but it's like the little to open the window. You guys can direct message me what that's called. And he's just like tapping on the window and he's bored out of his mind. And that was really the part of the picture that I had for you this week. Um, You're just sitting inside and you're feeling this this cooped up adventure is waiting for me fun is waiting for me something is waiting for me on on the outside where i'm not 
and yet I'm, I don't know how to get there. And this whole summer is about getting the wind back in our sails. And really, to me, that means that we're embracing our faith with this mindset and this heart posture of adventure. And with that, there's this risk-taking part of us that has to come alive. There's a part of us that has to awaken the courage that was once there and thriving and is now dormant. And so this whole summer is us journeying together to find that courage, to find the risk taker inside of us, to find the dreamer again who has been just asleep at the wheel. And if you can just imagine that picture of, you know, of soaring in the water and having your your sails fully, um, you know, fully stretched out, catching the wind, and and you're just going. And there's a freedom and a liberation, and also this uncertain um, excitement of not knowing like where you're going to go, but you know that you're just going. And I feel like there's a lot of women right now, and you in particular, are wanting that that freedom and you're wanting that adventure and you just don't know how to get there and we've been talking a lot about on the podcast you know the pain that we've walked through in the last couple of years and what that meant for us how it marked our hearts and and really scarred us for for a good while and now there's this shift of of you saying okay we recognized the pain and we've worked through the pain and, and now we have to focus on the horizon of what, what Jesus is doing. And so I've been journeying through this and, you know, trying to figure out, okay, Lord, like, where am I at? Where's my heart? How do I come fully alive? And it's interesting because even, I think it was last year before Hudson was born, we, I would host these, I called them discipleship dinners in my house. And the Lord would just kept saying to me, like, I have to host key women in my sphere and have them over for, have them over for a meal, talk about Jesus and stream about what he's doing. And in the middle of that time, the Lord started prompting in my heart this reminder of who I was and the dynamic relationship that he and I had. And with that, it was marked by extreme hunger for who he is and what he would bring to my life. And not only that, but it was paired with the ministry that he would do through me. And so it was words of of encouragement or prayer, or it was that, yeah, that courageous tenacity of you're going to go talk to this person in the store, or you're going to go into this meeting and you're going to write that book. And it was really this beautiful time that I had with him of just being fearless. And so during these discipleship dinners, I was just marked with that again of like, okay, there's a stirring here and a hunger for for what I had in seasons past. And there was a reminder of like, that's what you can have and more 10 times over in this next season. And I think that's really what COVID stole from a lot of us is that the courageous, fearless, tenacious woman who would do the unthinkable in the best of ways with Jesus, like the impossible things. And I think that's what what you've, walked through and who you are. Like you are a tenacious woman. You are a woman who longs to take that adventure with Jesus, to take him at his word of yes and amen, and to go for it. But something inside of you has died in the last couple of years and you want her back. You want that courageous woman back. And so in the midst of um, this reduced life that we've been living because that's really what it's been. Oh, ladies, this is a heart to heart. So if it's rambly, we're just going to let it be, right? Amen. Are we good? Okay. So it's like, I've been thinking about this. I just went on a little prayer walk and, um, and side note, I have to say this. I'm literally in Buffalo right now in my childhood bedroom. So I'm in the corner just rambling about Jesus (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just feeling all those. Yeah, you talk about like going back and remembering. I'm like, oh, Jesus, let's go. Because 
yeah. I just have to say, the spot that I'm sitting in right now is the spot that I got on my knees every single night and contended about what to do in my very unhealthy, dysfunctional engagement years and years ago. And the Lord answered. And I talked about that in my episode um, for the one who's settling for less. But you talk about this place that we're in right now of feeling bored. And I think so much of it has to do with this, this cooped up, reduced way of living. Because in the past couple of years, we've been told, don't do this, don't do that, stay right here. If you do that, you'll be in danger. If you do, if you say this, you'll be canceled. And there's this cap that we've been living under. And if you literally step an inch out of it or a centimeter out of it, then all of a sudden you're told you're exposed, you're wrong, you're, you should be canceled, you should be ashamed, don't do that, you're, you're not going to survive. And so we've been living in this way of like cramped up, cramped up faith. And so you wonder why, why don't I have faith like I used to? Why am I not praying for people like I used to? Why don't I have courage anymore? Why am I not adventuring anymore? Well, I can tell you why, because we've been told that this little itty bitty living space is the where that where we're supposed to be. And this is going to be where we are at for however much longer. And so if we want the faith, like I was talking about in this very spot, contending and praying and believing for God for more, we have to start flipping the script in our own minds. And it is this moment, it is, it is this moment right now that you have to believe that you are no longer spiritually cooped up and that Jesus is flipping the script on your life and the adventure that you have with him today. As I was taking a prayer walk tonight and just asking Jesus, like, what do you have for us? What is, what is this adventure? What is the next step of the adventure? Lord, what, how do we fill our sails? How do I fill my sails and feel that liberated sense of faith again? And he reminded me, he's been reminding me in the last couple of days of this really interesting question that my mom had for me. And so we were talking, I think it was after my sister's baby shower on Saturday, And we were just all sitting around the patio. And it was interesting because all of a sudden, I don't even know what what she was thinking about. But all of a sudden, she asked me, how did I go into the darkest places in Ohio City and, and pray? And so this story that she's referring to is a story that I've been thinking about for a number of days so on my prayer walk, I'm literally processing all of this. And so the story. So I've been living in Cleveland now for seven and a half years. Before that, I was living in Buffalo. And my husband and I actually met on eHarmony. Fun fact. And so we met on eHarmony. We dated for a year. And we were engaged for, I think it was like nine months, eight or nine months. And the entire time we were long distance. So we literally were, I was in Buffalo, he was in Cleveland until the day after we were married. So we got married on a Saturday and that Sunday I took the trip to Cleveland and moved. So it was a whole new, whole new experience. I hadn't been out of my parents' house except for a brief stint in college and, you know, I was a seminarian, so I was saving money living in my, my parents' house. So I literally was moving out of my parents' house. I was going across state lines and getting married within a couple of days, if not one day, like 48 hours, 24 hours. And it's interesting because as I look back, I wonder why I made that choice. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if you ever think about that. You know, like, why did I choose that? Why did I? That seems so out of character for me because I'm usually a very, you know, I, I assess risk because that's, you know, my par- my parents are both very aware of risk and they calculate things very carefully and they're very faithful people, but they're also, you know, very diligent and I'm that same way. So I was thinking about why did I take that risk? Why did I, you know, meet this guy online and then I didn't even bat an eye about 
getting married and moving across state lines. Like I, I literally didn't think about it. I just did it. And the faith that I had of just knowing this is the next step. This is what I'm, this is what I'm supposed to do. There's no question in my mind if I'm doing it. It's just a matter of when. So I move to Cleveland and there's this cute little place called Ohio City and it's just right outside of Cleveland and it's like an artsy um I don't know it's just it's it's cute you know it's it's really like artistic and it's very quaint uh there's a lot of cute restaurants and whatnot and and really beautiful charming homes and that type of thing and the funny part of all of this is that Josh had moved apartments and he had gotten gotten in an apartment that I had never seen, so he got it like sight unseen for me, and it was in an apartment that was four flights up, no elevator, right on the corner of West 25th and Lorraine, and so if you're familiar with Cleveland, you know what I'm talking about, right across from the West Side Market, historic building, but it's a really chaotic area, very chaotic. It is the, there's like a plaza right there that attracts all parts of the community, there's public transportation right there. It's in the middle of an up-and-coming area and the projects. So you kind of get this really interesting group of, of, of people. And it's honestly like it's not that safe all the time. And spiritually, there's a lot going on. I mean, I think we had three psychics all around us. I mean, it was like this trifecta all around us. And so I had never seen this apartment. I was just moving into it. So, you know, walked into all of this as a small town girl from Buffalo, New York. And as I'm driving into Ohio City, I felt the Lord saying that he was going to strategically place us. And it was, I didn't even know what that meant at the time, but I was like, okay, Lord. You're going to strategically place us. Cool. And I knew part of it was the apartment and figuring out what that meant. So we are living the married life. We got connected with a church plant that actually met right below us um, in a in a cafe. So we got involved with that. I became the women's ministry leader for that. Josh led worship. And we started doing this church plant in the middle of Ohio City. And we would go on prayer walks because we knew that the area was really, really dark and there was a lot going on. I mean, the psychics, the uh, gentrification that was going on there is just a, it's a very spiritually heavy. Um, it's just very, very dark. And so we would pray over this community and really it was a small group of us the church plant was not big I think we had eight or ten core people on this team and a lot of them lived out of the city like lived out of that area so Josh and I were kind of the spearheads for the church in that area and as a newlywed couple and me just moving there for you know I was like brand spanking new in this whole Cleveland city experience so we're part of this we go on a, on a church walk and on a prayer walk. And as we're praying, I was just feeling these specific um, directives. And there were a couple numbers that we had gotten and this like a sea, a seashell. And as we're praying, I, I literally felt this nudge of I don't even know. It wasn't an invitation, but it was like a prompt of, I'm just going to show you the darkest spot of Ohio City. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's that's great. Okay. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> I still don't know what to do about it. I'm like, okay, Lord, was that you? I don't know. So we're going through this whole prayer walk. And I had felt like we would we were supposed to pray in that area, but it was supposed to be all together that we would pray. So we're going through this this prayer walk, and a lot of people break off, and they all kind of leave, right? So it's just us and a couple a couple of the other people in the church. So we go up to this one house, and I don't know what it was. It was very very dark, and so we're standing in front of this house, my, me and this gentleman named Bob, who's he's amazing. And so we're just kind of standing there and he's like, do you feel anything with this house? And I'm like, yeah, I do. It's really dark and it's not good. And I'm like, I, I really feel like murder and like witchcraft. And I just, I did not, I don't know, ladies, if you've ever felt that before, but like, that's what I felt. So 
we have that. And I lit- I booked it out of there. I'm like, okay, we're good. I'm just going to, we're just, we're good. I'm just going to move on. So we leave. And like I said, we're all separated. So I'm like, well, nothing's going to happen because we're all separated, right? So we eventually, after time goes on, come back and we're in this alley. And all these numbers on the houses are the numbers that we like we're coming earlier, coming up earlier. And then I see the seashells and I'm like, what is going on right now? This, okay, okay, Lord, what are you doing? So I look over at the end of the alley and there's two streets that come. So it's three that are merging into one main spot into the the um, the core. And as I look down, I kid you not, you have everyone coming from the team from both the right and the left side. And they're standing in the middle. I had a moment. I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is crazy. Okay. So we go over, we meet them. And I, all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like something is really weird here. And we're all standing there together. And I look up and it's the house. It was the house that Bob and I were standing in front of earlier. And I go over by this dumpster and I just, yeah, I don't know if you felt it before, but like there was just like a darkness that came over me and I, I've i never felt anything like that before. And we all knew at that point it was time to leave. Like there was just this sense of, like, okay, we're, we're done. We, we have to move on. This is, this is a moment. So we all have that going back walk and we're all praying over each other and all of that. And it was crazy because after that point, our pastor's bank card got hacked into, Josh and I's cars got broken into, and I went spiraling into severe depression. I mean, crazy depression. And so we had all of that experience. And so when my mom brought that up, um, this past weekend where she was like, how did you go into the darkest place and pray? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I have no idea. I don't know what came over us. I don't know why we did it. I don't know why I had the courage or how I had the courage to, to, yeah, to just take that leap of faith, considering especially all the circumstances of being a new bride and being in this new place and being in a new church plant and being in a new role as a women's leader and and all of those different aspects. And and yet I had this courage and this tenacity to just do it without any hesitation at all. And I think back to that season, and yes, it was spiritually so hard. I mean, we we became, we had grit. I, di- I discovered grit in that season of life because I had to. Like I was drowning for a while and so I know what it is to find grit, but I also know that the Lord strategically placed us because the people that I met in that church plant and what he did in that women's ministry and what he did on the corner of 25th and Lorraine was, was the catalyst for what I have today. It was the catalyst for what Ruah and Ember is. It is where I birthed so many Bible studies. Every Bible study that I have right now was written in that apartment, stirred from a season where I was in tremendous darkness and tremendous hardship to the point that I even told my husband when he came home one day, I I didn't even cry. It was like, I don't feel anything. I feel nothing. I don't want to pray. I don't want to worship. I don't even have the the unction to do. I don't have the passion anymore to do it. And it was after those words that the Lord showed up and he gave me the fighter back and he gave me courage back. And he said, now I'm going to show you what that grit looks like so that you can write all of these things. And from the relationships that you forged in the middle of the fire of that season, you're going to birth the women's ministry and you're going to birth a retreat that's going to change women's lives. And you're going to birth dreams and other women. And you're going to unleash their leadership. And it all started because there was a crossing over moment and a stepping out of my normal comfort zone. Because ladies, I, I am a Buffalo girl. That's it. My heart is, is Buffalo. I'm a Buffalonian. And Buffalonians, you know, they stay in Buffalo. They're comfortable. That's good for them. It's good for us. And yet there was something inside of me that I can't explain that I, 
I didn't even think twice about stepping into, into marriage, into another state, crossing over state lines and just believing that God had it. And I was reminded tonight on my walk, just praying through all these things and thinking through, Lord, what does that mean for us today? Like, what does the story mean for us? What is the encouragement that I'm supposed to draw from this? Because there are seasons when we draw from the past, we draw these reminder pieces, also knowing that there's new, there's new wine with new wineskins and that the courage that I had then isn't necessarily going to fit the same way that it fits in this season. You know, very practically, I'm not going to take my one-year-old son on a crazy prayer walk like that. (laughs) It ain't going to happen, you know. It's going to look different. So what is the courage for me today? And I always go back to, in these moments, in these core moments of my life, the, the passage of Peter on the water. And Peter in Matthew 14 is, again, it says, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. So this is Matthew 14, verse 22. And he says, After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking in the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. So I'm thinking about the scripture, and a lot of times, I think it was Jan Johnson who originally you know, spoke this at a women's event and she was just walking through this scene of Peter and she said, where do you find yourself in this scene? And that's going to show you where you're at in your faith in that, in that particular season. And so I was thinking about this scene as I'm going on my prayer walk tonight and I felt like the Lord was saying, like, you've been in the boat and you're just doing the mundane tasks. Like you're just cleaning the boat and you're you know, resealing all the wood and you're doing busy work and you keep looking at the water, wanting to step out because you know that that's where adventure is, but you're just caught up in these mundane tasks and you can't even entertain stepping out of the boat. And I feel like that's where you're at right now where you've been wanting more. Like you are looking, you're gazing out of the boat out into risk and adventure and this um, out-of-the-box faith that you once had, that you once lived, like you once used to venture out on the water with Jesus. And now you're just caught in the mundane tasks. You're just going back and forth. And it's almost like you're just like scrubbing the floors with the mop, you know, and you're just like daydreaming of being on the water. You're daydreaming of being out with Jesus and, and taking that thrilling leap of faith. A, a leap of faith that you're like, I don't know if I'm going to sink or I'm going to fail or if I'm actually going to succeed in this, but I'm, I'm getting my heart pumping again. I'm, I'm taking the leap. And this was, this was the beautiful picture where the Lord was like, it is time to get back on the water. It's time to take a leap of faith. It's time to cross over into the adventure. It's time to do the things and put ourselves in the heart of risk because Jesus has invited us, us there. Peter literally said, if it's you, tell me to come. And and Jesus says, come. And I feel like you've been there in that conversation because I know that's where I've been, where I'm like, okay, Jesus, if this is you, tell me to come. If this is you, tell me to come. If this is you, tell me to come. And every time he's like, come, come, come. And yet it's me. 
And it's probably you that's holding yourself back where you're like, oh, do I really though? Do I really want to go on the water? Do I really want to come? Do I really want to accept that? Do I like, I've been told no, I've been told don't do that. It's too scary. Don't say that because you'll get canceled. Just reduce my life to what's in the boat. And I'm good with that. I can manage that. I can control that. I'm I'm comfortable here. And even though it's less than ideal and it's not exciting at all, it's not thrilling. It doesn't fill me up. I just feel like I'm living day to day. And I know that so many women feel this, right? Where you're like, I'm just doing day after day after day after day. And you're just bored out of your flipping mind. And the Lord is like, would you just take me up on my offer? Because you said, if it is you, tell me to come. And I literally said to you, come. So get out of the boat. And so practically, so practically, this means that there are risks that we are called to take. It means that we have to be in the grocery store asking Jesus, who do you want me to speak encouragement to? Who do you want me to give the gospel to? Who do you want me to prophesy over? Who do you want me to to minister to? I know that for so many women, this is a season of moving. This is a season of moving on and moving over and shifting. And, and like the Lord is just stirring so many people. And it's like if you're asking him, do I go? And he's giving you the signs, then go. Then go. It's that moment. Say yes. And listen, if you talk about getting the wind in your sails, This scripture literally says the wind started coming as soon as Peter got onto the water. The wind wasn't supposed to scare him. It was supposed to be, at least in this, in this moment, I'm thinking through like, what if the, what if the wind was actually an invitation of like, that is life right there. It's not meant to scare you. It's meant to invigorate you. And you find the wind when you actually get on the water, when you actually get into the heart of risk taking with Jesus, with Jesus. When I was first on maternity leave, back in July, actually, uh, I listened to an incredible message by Francis Chan, and I don't remember the name of it, honestly, but he was talking about this entire concept. And he said in in this sermon that the biggest thing the enemy stole from the church was faith in the supernatural. And it shook me. Because I realized how true it was. You know, when we talk about getting the wind back in our sails, it really means that we want more in life. It means that we want to see God moving, like the ruach breath of life. It isn't stale. It isn't in the box. It can't be controlled. It can't be reduced to formulas or, you know, just merely words on a page of a Bible study. I mean, The breath of life literally raises an army from the dead. The breath of life formed formed bodies and brought life to them. And so if you're wanting more, that wind in your sails to go where the Holy Spirit is, is going and to experience God in a way that you are craving to experience him, like the day to day having miracle upon miracle, it is supernatural what you are going to experience. And it's a hunger for that that I'm talking about in this season. Even he went on in this, in the, in the sermon, and he was talking specifically um, about this, the Joshua and Caleb story where they went out to spy in the land and Two came back full of faith. Ten came back with doubt. And he said about himself, I don't want to leave a legacy of playing it safe. I don't want to leave a legacy of playing it safe. And he was referring to these men, the ten and the two. The two who were full of faith, even in the face of seeing giants in their land that the Lord promised them. Versus these 10 who were scared out of their minds and made mountains out of molehills. Completely forgot the promises of God and the invitation of God. The come, that come moment, come into the promised land. They didn't take it. I've been thinking about that in my own life in this season. 
that I know I don't want to I don't want to leave a legacy of playing it safe. I don't want to leave a legacy that I get to the end of my life. I'm like, I have so many miracles that didn't get that didn't get to see the breath of day. So many people who didn't get encouraged because I was too scared. So many adventures that I didn't get to take. So much fulfillment that the Lord had just because I just wanted to live small and comfortable. And I just feel like if we're taking this adventure out on the water with the Lord, we actually have to be on the water. And that means simply accepting the invitation that Jesus has to come. To put ourselves out there. So I don't know what it is for you, what what that water looks like, what that adventure looks like. But I feel like you have to put your heart out there. I do feel like you need to take some risks. I feel like there is a risk that's on your heart right now that you've been putting off. And if I were to ever to say, this is your green light to do it, go do it. This is the invitation. So what? You start sinking a little bit. Jesus is right there. He sees your heart for obedience. He sees your heart for more. He sees your heart of faith to even try to trust him to walk on the water. Do you believe that he'll catch you? Do you believe that if you put yourself out of that safe zone or what you've deemed safe, that he would actually take care of you? Do you believe that if you say the things that he's calling you to say, he'll take care of the cancel culture? He'll take care of the narrative of shame that's going to try to nag you? You're going to step out of the boat and it's going to be scary. And also the most thrilling thing that you've experienced in a long time. And I'm challenging myself with this. Lord, every day, I want to be out on the water. I want the moments back when I had to have that rush of pure faith. Because I, I was, you know... I guess acting like a fool in the best of ways, right? When you're at the restaurant and you're praying for your server and you feel these words come into your heart for her and you just awkwardly have that moment, right, of like walking up to her afterwards and and just encouraging her in the Lord. Hopefully bringing her back to the Lord. Are those moments of dreaming with him and dreaming big dreams, I feel like there's so many books that are unwritten right now because you're just scared. And you think, well, I'm just comfortable. I'm fine. It's, it's, you know, I'm bored out of my mind, but it's fine. So you're not writing the book. You're not taking that creative leap. What if this was your moment this week to just find him in that adventure and to say yes? And then just start. Just start it. Take the first step. You don't have to put your whole body out in the water. You can just put a single toe. A single toe. But I don't want our legacies to be that of playing it safe. When Jesus has so much more. Tonight I'm praying for the woman who needs a reminder of who she is. You are the same woman with that tenacity and the courage. And yet in so many ways, you are so much stronger. You have more courage today. You have even more faith and greater roots in the Lord. And with that, there's a reminder that even the woman who you were, that you can draw upon 
those stories and that testimony as strength and you can lean into those old stories while also recognizing that new wine needs new wineskins and that what you experienced before may not fit for where you're at right now. And that's okay. So you need to discover what Jesus looks like in this season. Because I don't know if you're like me, but a year ago, I didn't have a baby. (laughs) I had all the time in the world, honestly. And so I'm even in this season, like, okay, Lord, win back in my sales before that meant spending so much more time with you. And I don't have, I have less time now. So what does this look like for us? What does our intimate relationship look like with far less time? And that's new wine for a new wineskin. So your courage may look different than it did before. It may not be the darkest place in Ohio City. (laughs) But it's new and it's fresh. And it's a new testimony that you're building and writing with, with the Lord. So I pray that this is blessing you because this is just where I'm at, honestly. And it's been, maybe it's not the most eloquent of messages, but it's very real. And it's very much where my heart is at right now. And these are truly stories and scriptures that I'm thinking about. And I'm letting my heart ruminate over because... Sometimes the gospel and our relationship with Jesus is just that simple. Where we would think, okay, where am I in the story? And Jesus, what are you saying? That's it. That's discipleship. What are you saying, Jesus? So I want to pray for you. The woman who is spiritually cooped up, hungry for more, but bored out of her mind. So Jesus, I thank you for this woman because she has a a fire that is ready to be just set ablaze. She's hungry for you. She desires more of you. She desires to see you work and to see you move and to see your hands and your feet be um, working through her. Lord, I just pray that there would be a blessing over her. I just feel like there's that, that picture again of just mopping the floors in the boat with your eyes still fixed on the water and it's like you're watching everyone else go on the water and take these risks and you know that all you have to do is just take up your turn all you have to do is just put down the mop and go and you've been throwing excuses out there like oh it's not my turn or no I can't it's just it's too much it's too busy there's a lot to be done. You know, everyone else is is taking their their adventures and so I really need to stay back because I need to do these things. And you've been rationalizing your own boredom for a long time. And you're getting to this point now where you're so tapped out and you're so done that it's like you've paralyzed your own heart. And so, Lord, we just first break this paralysis over her. And we break this lie that she has to stay back because she has to be the one taking care of things. She has to be the one picking up the pieces. Father, we pray that there would be a liberation that would fill her heart where she would take you up on the faith that you give us. Father, I pray that you would give her courage to step out of the daily routine 
and to see you, to see what you're doing, to see where your invitation lies and to go do it. Father, I thank you that she has a yes and amen on the table. And I feel like maybe that's where you need to start tonight, today, whatever it is. It's tonight right now for me. But I, I feel like you need to put this yes and amen amen on the table. And it's like that when you get a little love note as an elementary schooler, right? And they're like, oh, do you want to date? Quote, unquote, date, right? And it was like, yes, no, maybe. And I feel like there's been that invitation for you. And you need to, like, check the box, yes. Like, you need to make the commitment of, I'm saying yes to what the Lord has. And I'm not sure what it's going to be. I'm, I'm not sure what the water is going to look like, what the risk is going to be. Maybe you have a little, a faint idea of what it is, but I feel like you need to put your guess on the table in order for the, the path to be unrolled of what's next. Because I feel like you're getting ahead of yourself and you're like, well, I don't know about X, Y, and Z after this. Like, what do I do if the wind and the waves come? And then what if I don't have a lifeboat? What if my vest doesn't work and uh, it doesn't pop when it's supposed to pop to, you know, inflate and you have all these questions and all these doubts that are 10 steps ahead of you and the Lord is like just say yes just say yes first so Lord we pray that there would be a yes and amen in her heart that resounds that echoes in heaven Father we pray that you would give her a a just a dreamer, like a dreamer heart again. Instead of this looming fear of what's on the water, there is this incredible excitement about all of the opportunity that lies in the water. And we pray that there would be this imagination that would soar within her. Even dreams that she's had as a young girl you're bringing them back into her memory and showing her this wasn't a silly dream that you needed to forget and it needed to stay in childhood, but this was actually a, a seed to be planted for this moment because your imagination as a child was planting a seed for where you were to go as an adult, the adventures that you were called a steward as an adult with resources and opportunity that you didn't have when you were a child. And so, Lord, I thank you that you are giving her this reminder of dreams. You are giving her a reminder of the faith that she's called to. We pray that you would open up her spiritual ears where she would hear you like she's never heard you before, that she would experience and sense you, Holy Spirit, that she would feel you speaking to her heart, that you'd be giving her dreams, you'd be giving her visions, that you would give her um, a greater sense of leadership in her life. And I thank you, Jesus, that um, you are fulfilling the hunger, Jesus, that you have given her. We pray against the spiritual boredom. And we pray that in every area where she has felt bored and that spiritual dried up well, you are giving rivers of life. In every place where she has felt like she's just that Dennis the Menace just tapping on the window, you are just opening up that, that window and you are showing her this is what you get to step into. You are not bored. But it is time to come alive. It is time to get out of the house. It's time to take a leap of faith. It's time to say yes. It's time to do the things that make you massively uncomfortable purely because it is an obedience and a love for the Lord that leads you. We thank you, Jesus, that we are on this journey to discover you in a fresh way this year. We thank you, Jesus, that what you're building right now is sustainable and this is going to be a marker in our life. This season is going to be a marker in our life that we remember and we tell people about for generations to come. 
We thank you for this, Jesus. We pray all this in your mighty name. Amen. So, that was for the one feeling spiritually cooped up. I pray that you no longer feel cooped up or you're just encouraged to not be anymore and you kind of know, okay, this is what I got to do. So, I want to end with the invitation to subscribe for, I guess not subscribe, but enter to win our little giveaway. So we are kind of shifting things up a little bit because, you know, we're new to podcasting and the platforms are just weird, a little weird. So we're doing it a certain way with the reviews and everything, but then I realized I couldn't see some of your reviews. So anyways, we're just taking a minute, right? So here's a new way to enter. If you leave a review on Apple reviews, I can see your name. And so I know how to how to give you credit, right? Or if you want to shout out on Instagram or Facebook and tag Laura K. Dudek about the podcast, however you want to do that. If you want a little screenshot of you listening, if you want to just share one of our posts, whatever you want to do, just make sure you tag us, okay? And we're going to enter you to win. So if you've already you know, left a five-star rating on Spotify and all that. That's wonderful. And I'm so grateful. We finally got the reviews to, or the, yeah, the actual like ratings to show up, but I can't see any reviews on there. So yes, that's why we're switching things up. So again, if you want to leave a review on Apple podcasts, that would be amazing. And, and, or if you want to tag us on social media, all of those count as entries and you can have multiple entries. So we'll just fill it up. And the other thing that we're switching up, which is so exciting, is we're just going to do three giveaways at the end of the summer. And that way it gives you plenty of time to share away. And so we're going to do that in September. And I'll announce the date, the date, I don't know, probably sometime soon. It'll be really exciting. So changing things up, but it gives you opportunity to enter as many times as you want to share, to get other people listening. It's all amazing. So, and we're, we're doing a little prize pack of a personalized encouragement packet. So we're giving away, each woman is going to get a custom necklace that I personally engrave, a Bible study, one of mine that I've written, and a custom acrylic uh, wood keychain, and then also a little note that I'm just going to pray about what Jesus wants you to hear. So very, very exciting. I'm stoked to offer that and... I'm so excited that you've listened. Pray that you are encouraged on this second episode of Wind Back in Your Sales Summer, and we will talk again very soon. Okay, bye.